remember thinking like, but I've got it all. All the things that we thought we, we should have in life. Like I've, I own a flat and I've got a really good job and I've got money in the bank. And um, I just really was feeling unhappy. Um, and it was kind of, yeah, the start of my, you know, real shift and journey with spirituality. Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Woman podcast. I'm Pandora Paloma, a quantum transformation and business coach using a fusion of spirituality meets strategy for feminine leaders, spiritual entrepreneurs and visionaries. My mission is to help female entrepreneurs find their truth and step into their greatness boldly and unapologetically and create businesses that feel like home. I help women access and accelerate their magnetism by bridging the gap between who they truly are and who they present as to the world because from this space of wholeness, we find our power, our potential, our voice and our liberation. This show is for the multi-dimensional woman with a big bold vision for more wealth, more impact, more expression and more freedom. Each episode takes you on a journey of expansion across my five pillars of quantum transformation, self, vision, expansion, embodiment, and magnetism. Some are solo and some are with industry leaders who are playing the same game, changing the conversation about women's success, money, power, and pleasure. I'm a mum of one, music lover, love maker, and all-round magnetism activator. Tune in and welcome to my world of magnetism. Hello and welcome to this episode. And I'm going a bit off-piste. This is going to be an episode that's very personal, slightly business-related, but also not business-related. And it's been inspired because at the time that this podcast lands in your inbox, I am on holiday. I'm taking a Holly Bobs in Lanzarote with my lover, And I thought it would be fun, as I am footloose and fancy free, and living out one of my core values, which is freedom and adventure, that I would share some personal stuff, 10 things that you might not know about me. And I got to this by thinking about my doing, let's say doing a bit of reflection on the year. I know it's not over yet, we've got, we've got a few more weeks, but I have been doing a little bit of reflecting. And since September, when I opened up two additional masterminds, I have just been feeling the fullness of gratitude and connection with my clients. So not only am I holding more clients, working with more incredible, incredible women, I'm getting the honour of, I'm receiving the honour of getting to know them, you know, getting to know them personally, who they are, you know, what they love, what their values are, how they live. And it's just been the most gratifying, oh, expansive experience. Like, thank you. Thank you. If you are in my community or you will be coming into my community, I'm thanking you in advance for allowing me to know you because it it really is just such a gift. But in line with that, I have been thinking, well, maybe I should tell you a little bit more about me. 
because you know who I am as a business owner. But, you know, there is 37 years behind me and uh, I thought it would be fun to share. So I'm going to tell you 10 things that you might not know about me. Let's begin. Okay, so the first one, and I shared this with my um, with my coach, I'm in a mastermind, and with my coach and my other coaches, and they were like, oh my God. Um, I am in Spice Girls, the movie. So anyone who is around my age and remembers like the power of the Spice Girls and the impact that those five women had on us when we were, you know, I was maybe, you know, 13, 14. Wow. Um, so the team, uh, the film team came to my school when I was probably about, yeah, 12, 12 or 13. Um, and we auditioned. And now, I mean, I say we auditioned. The audition was get up and dance in the school hall. And um, I've always loved dancing, always loved music. And so I did. I got up and I danced and I was chosen, as were many other um, kids from my school. And we went up in or on a coach. And uh, that first opening or one of the first opening scenes when they're coming out of the BBC studios and there are like a load of screaming kids. Oh my God, Spice Girls! Um, I was one of those. And I was um, dressed up as Victoria Beckham. I dressed up as Posh Spice. So I had a little um, little top on and some hot pants. And I wear glasses, so I had my little specs on. Um, my claim to fame. Um, because we had to do the takes so many times, and I was right at the front. And if anyone remembers the Teletubbies, I was stood next to a guy who did the voice, the voiceover for all of the Teletubbies, which I thought was amazing. Um, but because we did the takes so many times, I managed to get all of their autographs and I still have it down in my basement. Um, I cut them all out and I put them in a frame. Um, you know, the autographs of the Spice Girls. I mean, it was epic. I think it was probably one of the best days of my life. Um, so there you go. Number one is that I'm in Spice Girls, the movie. Number two is that I have always been ambitious. So when I was 15, I used to work on a Friday morning before school. My stepdad used to go to something called the, the BNI, which is the Business Network International. And it was like a load, of, a load of dudes like sat talking about business. And actually at the time, I remember thinking, there's not many women here. I don't think there was any in the beginning. And then I think, you know, towards the end of that kind of, you know, year period, there were maybe like one or two. Um, but at 15, I used to work on a Friday morning before school working as a waitress for the BNI um, and I also after my week's internship at Tony and Guy ended up uh, working a Saturday as well so that was how I made my money even at like what 14, 15 um, and I used to get paid pretty much I think I'd get about £21 for that week um, and I used to go into Morgan and buy a little outfit for my Saturday night out. Um, that £21 used to really stretch. Like it used to be the outfit and the night out 
for £21. I think sometimes I've had a little bit left over. So, I mean, that really shows um, inflation, doesn't it? But yeah, so number two, I've always been ambitious and my first ever real job was working for a business network international, Antonio and Guy. So following from that number three, I moved to London when I was 16. And um, I remember at the time, my stepsister came back with a prospectus for London College of Fashion and she gave it to me. She was like, this is right up your street. Um, and I saw that they did a course in um, makeup artistry and hairstyling. And I said to my mum, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. I want to move to London. So um, I did like the equivalent of my A-levels. I did a B-tech in, um, in yeah, hair, hair and makeup styling, basically. Um, and I did that for a couple of years, lived in London, lived in Battersea in the halls of residence for two years. Um, and then after that, I did a year of photography and styling. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to do uh, move into something a little bit different and business business related. Um, and I did um, a marketing and PR degree. Um, but I actually didn't finish my degree. I left a year early um, after interning at a PR agency called Purple PR. Um, I worked with a woman there called Jo Fox Touchner. I'm actually going to send this episode to her. She's an incredible woman. Um, and when she left Purple, she went to work for Estee Lauder and Tom Ford. And she called me up and said, I want you to be my assistant. So that was my first job. My first paid job was at Purple PR um, after, you know, obviously working at Tony and Guy when I was 15. Um, and yeah, my first job was working for Tom Ford when he launched his first ever fragrance. It was called Black Orchid um, and it was under the Estee Lauder umbrella. So yeah, that feels like a very, very long time ago. But number three, I moved to London when I was 16 and that was the start of my journey um, working in PR. So number four, I thought it would be fun to share with you a few things that I've done in my career, um, in PR specifically, and yeah, a few people that I've worked with, because you know, there's been some celebs, guys, there's been some celebs. So I launched um, ESOP, I think one of my biggest things is I launched ESOP in the UK, exclusive to Selfridges, I was working at Selfridges at the time, so my Aussie friends will love this one. ESOP now has 24 stores in the UK, which I recently found out when I was researching for this episode. Um, pretty cool, huh? I worked for Procter & Gamble, um, at a company called Torpia, I worked at Selfridges, I worked in P... I did. I worked in fashion for a little while before, um, so I worked in PR for a bit, and then I went into fashion for a bit, and then I went back into PR. Um, I've worked with Sienna Miller and Orlando Bloom on a project for Hugo Boss and Children in Africa. Um, when I worked in fashion at PBQ, I worked with the lovely Peaches Geldof, rest in peace, my friend, um, and Daisy Lowe, and I used to dress them a lot. Um, they modelled for us in our shows as well. Um, I managed the, the London store on Conduit Street when I was about 22. That was such a fun few years for me. Like It was just lots of parties and lots of fun. Um, and I met a lot of amazing people, lots of celebrities. It was really kind of, I, it's funny, I look back on those days and it was all quite, quite a whirlwind, but super fun. Um, and on my first day working at Selfridges, I think maybe my first day or my first couple of days, I met Georgia May Jagger and Jerry Hall, who were 
um, working with an Australian skincare brand um, and we were doing a launch in the beauty hall. And I remember being like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 I can do this. Like, yeah, I'll just go and get Georgia May Jagger and Jerry Hall from, you know, downstairs. Like, absolutely mental. Um, but across, I mean, across the two years I worked at Selfridges, I did a lot of things. I think one of my favourite things was launching Katy Perry's fragrance. And meeting Katy Perry was pretty freaking cool, to be honest. Um, needless to say now, I'm pretty blasé when it comes to celebrities. I think, you know, I met so many over the years. Um, and I literally now just, I've always been like, you're just another human, you know, you poop just like I do. Um, but you know, when I look back on those years, it really was a fun few years. So number five, I had my Saturn return when I was 26. I went to India for two weeks on my own to find myself, classic eat, pray, love moment. I didn't find myself, but I know that that holiday allowed me to realise one of my biggest values, which is still the same to this day. Um, And it's freedom and adventure. You know, I love travelling alone. And, you know, over many years of doing group holidays or being on group holidays, I've realised it's just not for me. I'm just not a group holiday kind of gal. Um... My dream adventures are solo or, you know, with one other person. I need there to be a lot of quiet time. I think I use holidays as kind of real space for reflection. Um, My favourite place to be, my favourite, favourite, favourite place to be is on a beach, sitting in some pants, definitely being topless, um, reading a book, listening to the waves. If there's a glass of rosé going, you know, really does um, bring up the the satisfaction there but I'm a real beach bum I'm born in the summer I love the beach I live by the beach now and you know in an idle world I would be living somewhere warmer but I'm here my daughter's here her dad is here so I will be here for the next few years for sure um but you know that 26 Saturn return it really was a big shift for me and it changed everything um and I remember it so kind of fondly feeling so lost like I'd worked to the top in PR. Um, I was working as a director, had a team of nine below me um, or beside me, shall I say. I was always kind of more beside kind of person than below um, and still am to this day. But, you know, I remember thinking like, but I've got it all, all the things that we thought we we should have in life. Like I've, I own a flat and I've got a really good job and I've got money in the bank. And um, I just really was feeling unhappy. Um, And it was kind of, yeah, the start of my, you know, real shift and journey with spirituality. So there we go. Age 26, Saturn 10. Number six. (laughs) This is a fun one to to share. Some of you know this, um, some of you don't. But I decided, I didn't decide, I came to a realization that I was actually bisexual slash fluid um, at the ripe old age of 32. So my sister died um, in the February and it became a huge catalyst for like a whole load of things for me. I, I just remember being like, life is so short thinking, you know, life is so short um and i had formed a friendship with a woman 
who was gay and I, I sensed that there were feelings there. Um, and when my sister passed away, it was just like, right, what do I want to do with my life? Like, where am I settling? Where am I tolerating less than I desire? Like, what is it that I want to achieve? Like, if I die tomorrow, I know that I want to have said, you know, or be able to say, I freaking did it. Like, I really did it. I lived life. And interestingly, my sexuality was something that really came through as something I had not explored. And so I went on to explore it from that point. And now it's interesting, I don't even use labels, like I don't use fluid, queer, bisexual. I I just know for myself that I fall in love with people. I fall in love with hearts, with souls, you know, with humans. Um, the woman who was the catalyst ended up breaking my heart, um, literally into what felt like a million pieces. Um, and it wasn't her fault. Our worlds just weren't meant to be in union. And, you know, I know that a part of me will love her forever. Um, and I'm currently in the throes of a new relationship with an older man who is incredible. So watch this space. There you go. Number six is my sexuality, which not everyone knows, but you do know. Number seven. I don't know why I thought of this one, but I was going to be called Molly. And my dad came home one day. My mum said she was in the bath you know, she was dead set. She was like, no, we'll call her Molly. Um, and my dad came home and was like, we must call her Pandora. Um, which, you know, I'm going to share a little bit of a story with my dad. He, he was a businessman. Um, he lived in the States. He actually left, um, my mum when I was six months old. Um, and when I was about 22, I, um, I went to, okay, this is an interesting story. I was working backstage at the Brit Awards with Estee Lauder at the time, and we had a psychic do readings for anyone who wanted to come into our little studio. And my boss said, you know what, Pandora, like, you know, it's really quiet, go get a reading. And the first thing that the woman said to me was, you don't know your dad, do you? And I was like, no, I don't. And she said, I think it's your grandmother, but she wants or someone in the family I think it's your grandmother I think she wants to meet you and it was really interesting because I remember maybe a week or two later speaking to my mum about it and she said it's so timely because um she used to work as the membership secretary for Kent County Cricket Club in Canterbury and she said that someone had called up and applied for membership and their address was the address of my grandparents and so we kind of had this connection to someone who might have known my grandparents. Um, and so my mum called them and apparently the guy was like, you know, the husband was, no, 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 sorry, but I'm not getting involved in this. Um, and a couple of days later, his wife called up and said, oh, I think you spoke to my husband about your daughter who's looking for her grandparents. Um, I want you to know that I know where, where she lives. And, um, oh, it's making me feel really emotional saying it, but I wrote her a letter. And, um, and it was, uh, it must have been, gosh, I can't remember what year, but the football was on. It was the, I don't know, the World Cup. And uh, I was working in, at that time, because I used to work a couple of jobs. Um, and I was working in a, in a place called the Diner on a Saturday. And I got a phone call to my mobile and it was my dad. He said, oh, I hear you're watching the World Cup then. Nearly fell off my chair. And I had a chat with my dad then. And, um yeah that was it he came over to London from um where he was living Colorado at the time 
and I met him when I was 22. He died, unfortunately, when I was about 25, 26, um, so it was quite a short love affair, but um, yeah, there's the story. Um, I was going to be called Molly, but I'm really glad that I was called Pandora, because I do like my name. So number eight, um, I don't know why I've, I also don't know why I've added this one in, but it just was something that I remembered. I used to sing in the church choir when I was really young. And one day, I remember this like as such an amazing memory. I used to get paid three pounds per wedding. Um, and one day I did three weddings. I remember coming home and I was like, I've made nine pounds. It was like I'd won the freaking lottery. <laughs> Um, but I used to love singing and it's funny it was something that just stopped for a long time and recently I'd say in the last year um, you know I've been I've been using my voice a lot more mostly when I'm in the car alone or with my daughter but we like singing really loudly together and it's it's definitely helping to activate my throat chakra throat chakra um, and definitely allowing me a bit more to land in that thought leadership you know so there we go that's number eight number nine I gave birth to my daughter in my dining room, which I now call the dining womb. Um, it's a funny story. I knew I wanted to have a home birth. My lovely friend, Alex Bottomley, came round in the morning to give me reflexology. Um, and I'd had a little show that morning and I'd gone to see my midwife. She said, yeah, 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 you know, I think, think things might be moving. So let's just see how the day unfolds. Alex came over and gave me some reflexology. Um, and I, I had what I thought was my first contraction um, and then she left and I made myself, I remember like I had a salmon, smoked salmon sandwich um, and that was about 11, 11.30. She was born 6pm that, that evening. Um, I wanted to encapsulate my placenta, um, which meant that I had a, so I had a natural home birth in the bath, the water birth, but I had to get out of the bath and my placenta just would not come out. And so I'd had this like beautiful kind of natural birth. And then because my placenta wasn't coming out and we started trying everything and my body was starting to freeze um, and get really cold, I had to have an injection of whatever they used to kind of try and get the placenta out, um, which made me really sick. So I basically like threw up in a bucket, placenta came out. <laughs> all was well, all was well from that moment. But um, after we settled, I remember my daughter's dad made me a fish finger sandwich. And to this day, it is the best meal that I've ever had. Um, and speaking of parenting, we live as a very conscious set of co-parents. My daughter is so lucky. She has me, she has her dad, um, she has my um, ex's partner um, and also my partner. And so, you know, she's got these two other adults that absolutely adore her. And I often think about doing sort of co-parenting coaching because I'm really certain that the skills that I have really helped our process in so many ways. I really had to hold myself a lot of the time and, you know, check in with what I was making things mean and really open my heart instead of working from fear. I really chose what well, we both did. We both chose to, you know, choose love. And, um, you know, what we've created, I think, is very special. And I say we, I'm including um, his partner in that they met very shortly after we split and um, she's an incredible human being so there we go there's number nine I gave birth to my daughter in the dining room and I am a very conscious co-parent um number 10 if I didn't do coaching what would I do honestly coaching feels like home for me I love what I do I'm devoted to this work 
Um, but I think if I didn't do coaching, I would probably work in interior design. Um, I'm actually about to downsize and move from a house to a flat, which is interesting in itself, what that's brought up for me. What will people think, you know? Um, what I will say is that the more, I'm gonna put success in inverted commas here, but the more success I found, it's almost like the simpler I've wanted my life to be. Um, and I've been sat on a little wealth pot here and I'm ready to downsize, free up some cash to invest in some other things that I'm looking to invest in um, and just live in a more simple environment. I know this is um, obviously a very privileged position to be in, but I also know that moving is something I love because I am obsessed with interiors, um, homeware, design, pottery, I love it all. So I think that's why I love also working with interior designers so much. So there's number 10. If I didn't do coaching, which honestly feels like home for me, um, I think I would work in interior design. So there we go. There are the 10 things that you might not know about me. I hope this has been insightful. I've never done anything like this before. It's been quite fun. Why not? Maybe I'll do another one. Um, I would love to hear from you. If you are in my community and you've never reached out or we've not spoken or we have, and actually you're like, I want to get to know you more, then come and find me over on Instagram at PandoraPaloma underscore. You know, I really, really love connecting with my community. Um, even if it's just, you know, knowing where you're at, where you're at in your business, you know, who you are. Maybe you want to tell me something I might not know about you. Um, so thank you for tuning in today. A bit of an off-piece one, I know, but it felt really good to share a little bit more about me personally. I would love to hear from you if you would like to share. And as always, if you have enjoyed this podcast and you would be up for rating and reviewing it, it always really helps. So thank you in advance if you do. And if you do, come and tell me that you've done it because I've been gifting an option of three gifts for everyone who's leaving a review for me on this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember you are magnetic and I am sending a whole lot of love from my corner of the world today to yours.